Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the drills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Right here in 4K, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Elite. You found us on the Up Next feed wherever you find your podcasts. And we are live on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext. Yes. Hello, Twitch and YouTube room. Hello. Yes, we are the BDE. We are usually your NXT friends. Friends. But we can also be your dynamates. And that's what we are on Wednesday nights. And that's what we're here to talk about is some dynamite. All about some AEW. Yeah, AEW's A lot to talk about on the road to full gear mm. in a few weeks. Are um, we going in full gear? What does that entail? Quite Before oh. I say yes or no. I, I don't know. Like well, Whatever you want it to be. Like, uh, well, they made it a joke a few years ago that you just show up in your ring gear. In your underwear. Pretty yeah, much, pretty, isn't it? yeah, your, your speedo. Uh, but I, it, it, I don't know the weather will be as cold as... What we're used to here in Toronto, in Newark, New Jersey, but still don't think it'll be warm enough to quite pull off my, right. my usual Speedo look that we, we rock all the time. Full, we go Fair. full gear. Should we try out a new Uso look? <laughs> What's our new Uso look? Oh, the, the, the post line. Yeah, the yeah. post line. Yeah. Uh, we so posty. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I mean... Th- Full Gear is in uh, just like a week away. There's still one more Dynamite next week to to kick off to to end this whole trip to Full Gear. Oh, and, and two more Rampages. Oh yeah, yeah. Rampage. Yeah, right. Um, so we're gonna be at Full Gear. So mm-hmm. reminder, anyone going to the show, definitely uh, reach out. You know, all the DMs are open and all that stuff. But most importantly, you know where the pre-show is because during the day 
in Newark, New Jersey. Post-wrestling, five-year anniversary party. Oh, boy. Yes. It's going to be a riot. It's coming up. It's so close. The five-year anniversary of Post. Wow, that rhymed. From scripts. Um, <laughs> scripts. And, uh, yeah, we, we'll be kicking things off that, that day. Kicking off Full Gear Weekend. Yeah, we're Unless the. You go to Rampage. We're the. Yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> we're kicking off Full Gear Weekend. Yeah, uh, we're the Curtain Jerkers. We're gonna open up the show. We're gonna have a little bit of our own Fall Gear, meaning we're gonna have a little live game. So if you are, uh, if you have your ticket to this event and you want to participate for a shot to become BDE champion, possibly, uh, let us know. But you have to buy your tickets to come to the show to see us do this opening show. We're going to crack some jokes, and then we're going to give it over to the main event of John and Way post-wrestling. They're going to have a great live show, which is just going to be crazy. Again, if you're a fan of the podcast, now's the time. So many people are coming to this. Yeah. We've got uh, we've got uh, WH is coming. We've That's got right. Armand Neal's coming. Crazy. Mike Murray's coming. Uh, Brandon from New Jersey, Brandon from New Jersey, John Ceno, Fire Jordan Frank, Goodman's Jordan Goodman, yeah. Whew, it's cr- John Goodman, John Goodman's coming. What card subject? Ca- card Walker. subject change. Okay, card subject yeah. change. Like, uh, no, I'm excited. Yeah, it's totally crazy. There's so many people involved in this whole podcast community, and John and Way are the the ringleaders of this, and it's just so cool that this is all coming together. Shout out, real uh, digital there with Robert Pearson, mm-hmm. just the. The man there but this is going to be so much fun so definitely if you're going to the show come to this and i think we might uh, depending on how late rampage uh, sorry rampage full gear goes uh we might go out after but i don't know it might be like 2 a.m by the time this thing ends. i mean new york it, we, i mean we gotta head back to manhattan anyway so we fair might enough as well. city that never sleeps yeah. you don't want to stick around for the press conference to see if anything uh kicks <laughs> off it's exciting isn't it yeah uh who's next Who's next to, to talk to, some... To kick off, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who would it be? It'd be like a wild card. You wouldn't expect it. I mean, we'll have the, the Elite back, probably. Possibly. Maybe. Or yeah. the Wayward Sons. The Wayward it. Sons, yeah. What's the deal with that? Are they going to use that song as their entrance theme? Because that would be pretty badass. <laughs> we were talking be before. You're cool. like, I know it from Supernatural. And I'm like, I know it from Anchorman. <laughs> well, they do that. Uh, they did the Rolling Stones thing with MJF. Yeah. Just play I, could, one time. I could totally see them blare a bit of Kansas. The Young Bucks, the Wayward Sons. I love it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, yeah. It, 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 it kind of suits them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. They got the hair. And they look like the, hair, the Hayes yeah. brothers or yeah. Yeah, Freebirds. Uh, yeah, so we're excited about Full Gear. Uh, we're going to be doing some sort of a show. You and I think Sino are going to do an up next uh, sometime Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday. Probably, I don't know if we'll go live or not. Yeah. Whatever That's the cool. setup is in the hotel. But yeah, we'll be recording on Wednesday covering NXT. Uh, probably a bit of a, a shorter show than usual, but we'll get something up there. Yeah, we, we won't be doing a BD Elite covering Dynamite next week. We will be in New York and jumping around doing a bunch of stuff. So uh, we will check out Dynamite for sure. But uh, we will eventually do some sort of BD Elite, possibly the Sunday, Monday, sometime, chatting about our, our whole week of uh, experiences and fun stuff at Full Gear and stuff. So look for that show. But uh, follow the socials for all that stuff uh, for any updates. But we will still do some shows, and we can't wait to, to go see some wrestling, talk all about it. And we have been recording some shows. We have. We recorded a bunch in the yeah. last couple of days and coming up tomorrow. Yeah, I'm wearing a Macho Man shirt uh, a few days early, but it would be his 70th birthday this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a Best Match Ever podcast covering the best of Macho Man Randy Savage. And yes, 
it will involve some of the matches that already come to mind. But maybe there, maybe there's some hidden gems. Yeah, this one will be releasing uh, next Tuesday as we are away. Uh, we'll we'll be putting it out for Macho's birthday. And uh, yeah, I, I'm about halfway through the list so far, and it's it's oh, been yeah. pretty fun, pretty yeah. fun watching this. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, rewatched uh, Ultimate Warrior. Ricky, okay, uh, sorry, yeah, Ricky I've got Dragon. That to come up to uh, like one of the best WrestleMania moments. WrestleMania Seven, oh, Elizabeth yeah. and Randy with the ropes. Yeah, I, sw- I, I swear you were cutting onions or something when I was watching that. <laughs> that was happening. Iconic moment. But yeah, we're gonna talk all about Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, I'm gonna watch some of his promos too. That'll be brought up. It has to in a best match ever. We usually focus on the wrestling, but for him, uh, there was a lot of promos that I definitely want to just bring up so we'll be chatting all about macho man this week on the patreon and if that's enough not enough well we also have a bunch of movie reviews mentioned uh jurassic park review was out the omen both hocus pocuses are out for october but uh world champ patrons get to pick stuff and uh world champ mahmoud picked last time godfather so we thought he'd pick God- godfather 2 but instead he went with disney pixar's ratatouille which is a, a fantastic movie. Completely left field from where we thought it was going with another kind of gangster movie or even Godfather Part 2. Yeah, Ratatouille. So I've been inspired all day and have attempted making Ratatouille. You made Ratatouille. Some roast lamb. It was fantastic. And uh, yeah, we recorded that show earlier today with Mahmood. Yeah. What a great film. Yeah, fantastic uh, movie and it was a super fun review. So if you want two guys who usually talk about wrestling talking about Ratatouille... Podcast I, for you. I suggest eat or have food while you're listening to this one. We talk about I food. Got so hungry doing this yeah, review. It was a good. It was a good review. Fun movie to to watch. I love those Disney Pixar ones. Uh, so that's out on the Patreon as well, and then all the classic. We have another was next coming out as well. Retro NXT review. All the stuff. Five bucks is all it takes to get everything that we're mentioning this week, this month. But access to everything that we've recorded on the Patreon there is in the back catalog. So it's only five bucks. Give us a shot. Uh, skip skip an expensive coffee today. Go to the, the, the lower tier coffee place. Subscribe to North American Tier. And look, it's like you didn't you didn't lose any money at all. Maybe you, you had a not as good coffee. You but could do that. Sometimes the coffee's okay at those places. Or you places. can go, you know what? I feel good today. You feel good today? I don't need a coffee today. Uh, no, I wouldn't uh, put that I, on I, anyone. I, I ain't saying that. I wouldn't that. put I that on anyone, day, actually. But... Don't put that on anyone. Let, stay caffeinated. But it's something you could do. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Or just subscribe. Have the coffee and subscribe. That's yeah. a better combo. There you go. Yeah. yeah go check us out. Uh, so we have all the fun stuff, the Patreon shows, and the fun stuff coming up with Post this week, next week in Newark. It's going to be a blast. But as always, our DMs are always open at Up Next Podcast for all that stuff. And the Facebook group, Hell. Join that too. Why not? Uh, so we're going to talk about some dynamite, but I mean, there's some big news. The big news that is just shocking. We both watched Rampage this week <laughs> because Shibata was on it. Yes. We said we wouldn't watch Rampage, but we did. Shibata, Orange Cassidy, pretty fun moment. We talked a little bit about it last night, but it was cool. And then Mike Tyson on commentary the whole show. Very, very interesting. But hey, if they keep doing weird stuff like that, that would definitely be a, an interesting. I don't know if that would, you know, get you new said, fans. Should should Rampage be like the Shibata uh, show? Should be like the the WWE Saudi Arabia show, just every Friday where you do the wacky shit. Just randomly you put Shibata wrestles Goldberg. You put a Paul brother versus someone. You have Kane Velasquez come out. Yeah, is that what it, is that what you're saying? Rampage should just, just be random like that. bot. 
Random Rampage. Random Rampage. Yeah. It's this week. It's Orange versus Shibata with Mike Tyson on commentary. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoyed that match, uh, and I thought that was cool. And then the, there's talks that Shibata wants another match, but it doesn't look like we're getting him uh, again. But I would like to see him wrestle again, and and more so uh, in Japan. Uh, I think it, I, I figured he wasn't going to wrestle again just because of the way well, things were. Well, I think work. that's what's kind of interesting. Yeah. The fact that he his his only two matches since he's come back, one was like an exhibition grappling thing with Zach. Yeah. And then the second one was meant to be kind of similar well it was no strikes they said and then he went like fuck it we're doing strikes right and they haven't used him again at all since then so is it just aw are willing to like clear him and they aren't maybe yeah interesting because you would figure that he would have the zach actual match i mean you would have thought if there was an angle at uh, Wrestle Kingdom, they'd have followed up on it. Yeah, they, they barely. I don't think they've used him at all. No, no. So it's it's like I, I would think you go with uh, Ren Narita versus Zack Saber Jr. Just because I think he's stepped up and yeah. had a great great year so far. But uh, still, I kind of like weird that AEW uses him, but mm. would like to see him wrestle well, again. Then selfishly, they just page tonight yeah, there well, you go. So Clear like... everybody. It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, uh, there was other news though uh, involving MJF. Um, he's cast in that movie, which oh, is the, crazy. The Iron, the Iron, Iron Claw, Iron the Iron Claw. Fist. I think that's something different. The Iron okay. Claw, the Von Erich movie. That's right. Zach, Zach Efron, uh, the guy from the Bear, and yeah. now MJF. This movie has everything we ever needed. It sounds great. Yeah. I, I'm super looking forward to this, and uh, a lot of shots of Zach Efron coming out, looking like <laughs> yeah, the internet's going off. On. Zach Efron, that hair, man, <laughs> that hair's wild. <laughs> It it's it's an it interesting looks like look. Lego hair, you yeah. Know, like it sticks on the top of his head. It's 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 a, <laughs> it's a look, but I'm I'm super hyped. Uh, not not even as a wrestling fan, just like this is it wrestling. Looks, like it's movies it's, are interesting. It's a pretty good cast, yeah. And like that is huge for MJF. Yeah, I figured really this, like I like I feel I feel like Zac Efron being attached to this and yeah, yeah that guy from the Bear. I feel like this is gonna get some attention. Like yeah. outside of the wrestling world, for sure. Uh, so that that's huge for MJF. That's a big. And he's uh, good. Like he, I think he could be great. Yeah, people people called him the fake Miz, but here he is jumping into like a pretty big movie. What it seems, I imagine this is in theaters. Hey, even streaming things these days is pretty cool. But uh, this movie already had some of our attention, and now adding MJF is just like, whoa, that's crazy. So good for him, man. I mm-hmm. could see him totally making a jump to. Uh, Hollywood just because he's like the best talker and usually that's the way it kind of goes yep. with the best talkers kind of going into that direction but super super cool uh, news from there and then there's something else I can't wait to come out I don't know if we're going to do a re- review of this but we just might is this Violent Night <laughs> Violent Night no what's that that's the David Harbour John Wick Christmas Santa yeah. Claus thing yeah right <laughs> yeah we should that was, 100% every time they play that commercial which is like it's too early for Christmas commercials but uh, they play that, and I'm like, all right, that does look, that does look like it's pretty fun. So maybe, possibly. But that's not what you were talking about. No, I was talking about the the, the Teddy Hart documentary series. Oh, geez, that's coming yeah. out. Did you watch the trailer on this? I've not watched the trailer. I've heard about it. Okay, so it's a WWE like attached series. Okay, with Bloomhouse doing documentaries, and WWE's like partnered with them to like hmm. supply footage and and do like work with them in making this documentary. It's going to be on Peacock, 
It's basically like Tiger King meets pro wrestling kind of thing. Wow. But oh, watch the trailer. Okay. <laughs> it's, at first, I'm like, "That's no, no, I don't want to watch that." And then I watch the trailer. I'm like, "Wait, sorry." So it's going to be one of those shock doc kind of. Things. Yeah, but it has a little bit of everything for us wrestling fans: Teddy Hart, oh. murder, cats. Just, oh yeah, there are cats in it as well. <laughs> I said murder, and you were more shocked at the cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I see where your head's at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, what's important? There's cats in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait uh, for that to come out. So we might have to. Sino, Sino, who is on Shot in the Dark, which you should also listen to on this feed. Uh, he was talking to me about that, and he's like, yo, you need to review it. So maybe me and him will <laughs> I feel like it'll be a fun chat, but interesting. Mm-hmm. That WWE is attached to it. That's so strange. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I guess I mean, how, how involved are they? Because there's obviously footage. Yeah. Maybe that is something that they wanted footage yeah. from when he was – because he, like, he, he trained there, right? Like a – yeah, wasn't he signed something crazy young? Yeah, there's I think things so. unattached. So they, to the story, they probably yeah. got like footage of him and stuff that maybe they requested. I imagine he's okayed it himself. It, so I haven't really. I like it. you have to okay it himself, right? To to guess, do yeah. this. So yeah, very interesting. I don't know though. I I can't say I know a whole lot about Teddy Hart Saga. I know he likes cats. I know he's been like blacklisted in wrestling, it seems. And now there's a documentary, so mm-hmm. maybe it'll. I mean, these documentaries are, are are somewhat like reality shows, right? You never really know what. Is being stretched or right? and what what relationship is he? Uh, I have no idea. A heart is that even is he actually related? I don't know. I think he is, isn't Yeah. I, yeah, grandson. So who's his is he he's not Natty's brother, is he? Uh, no that she's a nightheart. No, heart. she's a nightheart. Okay, yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, I swear I You're saw look up the Anawaii family while we're out here. I saw <laughs> I saw some some wrestling websites reporting that Court Bauer was talking on some podcast about how original plans for Mania 22 was supposed to be like the Hart family and their like new generation versus mm. Vince Shawn Michaels and his new like trainees so like Brian Danielson and Teddy Hart being okay. the like things which which clearly was scrapped, but like did, what was that the year they did Brett versus? No, that's oh. like that's like years before twenty two. That's like Cena versus Triple H. Oh, so that's like really hmm. interesting. I I found that that crazy. Yeah, I found it even crazier. I, I heard Conrad Thompson joking that Shawn Michaels was paid around uh, three million dollars for his last match, and that Saudi show I was like, right. good for you, Shawn. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> he needs to do one more, though. Since NXT and all that stuff, I've decided it needs it's funny, to be... It's funny, because we were playing uh, 2K yeah. earlier, and there's all these people, and it's like, Shawn Michaels technically like wrestled in the same company while other active wrestlers were Brian Danielson, AJ Styles, and like Nakamura, like right. all these other like interesting things. That, no, Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> Uh, I've not rewatched that match. I I kind of I I I did used to enjoy the car crashness of those Saudi shows. Right. Like I I think Goldberg versus Undertaker is fantastic, <laughs> and I I kind of want to rewatch um, rewatch the uh, Sean's. You want to watch? I remember it later? Sean being pretty good. Uh, 
really? They had a we're too old for this shit moment, didn't they? Because Triple H like ripped his chest. We're gonna off. put it on later. Yeah, are we watching it later. <laughs> I wanted to watch the re- Weird Al movie, but we might watch that instead. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Kane's wig comes off, doesn't it? <laughs> what a match! Wow, we're gonna watch along. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so I guess we could talk about uh, what was going on tonight on AEW, which was from Boston. Yeah. Which uh, had a lot of people thinking, hey, maybe Sasha Banks maybe is going to show up. debuts. I don't think so, though. I think the War Games is a Yeah, that, that fair, seems to make sense. Yeah, Naomi assessment. and Sasha. Yeah, for sure. Well, we go to Dynamite from Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. Like I said, from Boston. We start off with a eight-man tag team match. We have the AEW tag champs, the Acclaimed, and FTR teaming together to take on the Guns. Don't call them the Gun Club or the Ass Boys. And swerve in our glory. And right off the bat, uh, Keith Lee seems to not be so cool with swerve here. He doesn't really give him the fist bump. He doesn't really like the Guns either, does he? He's hanging. He's on the bad guy He's team. Like, Why am I on the bad guy team? Yeah. Uh, he, it looked like he was just upset. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was wondering where Rick Ross was. Yeah. I, I, I was. Yeah. He was he, so he, good he last week. Back, he yeah. was so good last week. Everyone's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you should be doing that. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I need him to I, talk about need, Wingstop. Well, we do need that um, well, uh, Hook and uh, Action Bronson <laughs> tax match, don't we? Which is, like, crazy. I, I, I actually, you know, I used to listen to Rick Ross and Action Bronson a lot. And both of them used to be really bigger guys. And both of them, in the past few years, have, like, really slimmed down, but also kind of got, like, kind of jacked. Yeah. So, like, that's, that, it could work. They come from different paths, but also similar ones. It'll be like Omos versus Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm joking. I did not watch it. Uh, we go to... <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Braun. Someone mentions him we, on we'll this show. We'll put that on after. No, no, we'll we're Jordan good. No, no. <laughs> Hunter versus Kane and the Undertaker, and then, then Braun versus Omos. Yeah, all right. We start we're off with this... We're not going out tonight. <laughs> we're not going out. We're saving our money for New York. We are, yeah. We start off with this eight-man tag, and uh, well, the acclaimed come out. They also have a little bit of a rap here. Uh, Max Caster mentions that uh, Swerve in Our Glory has taken L's like Tom Brady. Uh, he then mentions Herschel Walker and then says that uh, for messing with us, we're going to make you sorry just like Kyle Irving because uh, he had to say sorry for some things. So lots of topical things brought up here. And I like Cash Wheeler was there just like, yeah. Well, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so wh- before the bell even rings, Billy Gunn then bolts out of nowhere from the ramp, running down, jumps into the ring, and jumps Swerve and just starts beating him up until they're pulled apart and then the match can start. This like, run down the ramp was fantastic. He was so quick. I mean... Strap this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gunn looks more jacked than everyone else in this. Billy Gunn is in, like, peak physical form he's huge he's possibly the most over he's ever been and he was a member of dx at the peak of wrestling and i'd say billy gunn individually is more over now than he was then fucking give the title to this guy yeah world champ billy and gunn. that sprint it was charles robinson-esque my only issue is last week he was real chipper 
happy and fine about like his fingers being broken, but now he they're healed. To. And it's, you know, it's like your birthday. Your lads have like made yeah. big effort. It's like, all right, I'm gonna enjoy today, right? And I'll deal with him next week. I'm gonna have my birthday, and then I'll fuck him up next week. <laughs> he ran there into he that. Ran. Uh, well, the match actually actually it's like, starts now. You now. partner with my kids. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I felt for Billy. Well, BK is it BJ Whitmer who's there like pulling him off? Like, yeah. yo, calm down, calm down. So, yeah, good mm. good for BJ there. Uh, the Gun Club get beat up real early on here from the Acclaimed tagging back in and forth with FTR. Uh, I found that the Acclaimed and FTR were working pretty well together. Yeah. They were calling stuff and doing like telling each other how to do double teams and stuff. It was working real, real good synergy between two tag teams. Uh, we go to picture in picture when Swerve is coming back and he keeps blocking uh, for for Caster to tag back in, and then Austin Gun is in, uh, but then gets this huge back suplex from Dax. Uh, Bowens comes in and hits a famous serve for a two count. And then uh, the guns are back in and they hit the big rig, which is FTR's move. So the crowd is booing. FTR are pissed. Uh, Swerve gets everyone to the outside and does this crazy twisting jump off the top to the outside onto everyone, which is nuts. Not to be outdone by then Dax superplexing Austin Gun off the top to the floor onto everyone, which was pretty crazy yeah, as th- well. Yeah, this spot was nuts. And it looked like Keith Lee just took... Pretty much all Everything. of Dax, just on his shoulder and his neck. Damn. Um, yeah, crazy spot. Uh, somehow, Col- uh, Austin gets up, but gets thrown in the ring, tells Dax to suck it, and this pisses him off. So he puts him in the sharpshooter. Eventually, he gets out of it, but the acclaimed, they all take care of him. They hit the mic drop combo and then the big rig to put it to bed. So uh, the tag champions win and FTR being the champions of all the other tag. Champions. Yeah, pretty fun match here. Um there was a, a moment as well, I think it was Austin Gunn did Road Dogs jabs. Like right. The jabs yeah, and then yeah. the dance, which was rubbing kind of salt in the wounds to Billy even more. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought this is a pretty fun opener. I've, I'm really actually enjoying the uh, Keith Lee and Swerve story because it feels like Keith Lee is, is kind of done with him. But it's like, man, we're, we're a good team though. We keep yeah. winning. Uh, I've been quite enjoying that story. And... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing acclaimed Swerve No Glory again. But I, I thought this was fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it can only go a few ways. It's Swerve does something that Keith Lee doesn't like or vice versa, and then that causes them to lose, and then Swerve turns on him for good mm. properly again. Or Keith Lee is, like, it's a ruse, and he's actually yeah. going to go, nah, we should cheat to win. We should be champions and, like, do some... Dastardly shit, yeah, kind of turn with Swerve. Have they announced a match for FTR yet? Uh, not for the pay-per-view, no. Like, are they going to put them and Gun Club against each other? Like, it's the only feud they got going right now. I mean, maybe on the, like, pre-show or something, but... That's... Like, kinda what wild. are you doing with yeah, these guys? Yeah, really strange, right? Like, there's... Li- you could just book them in... Like, there's, there's a lot. Where's the Machine Guns? We never got that tag match. Well, just a match for them. Just build something. Yeah. Like, it, it's weird they haven't announced something yet. Um, yeah. But I imagine the way it's looking, it's going to be them versus guns, which just feels uh, Beyond a bit Rampage. weak. A bit weak. <laughs> Beyond the Friday. They yeah. need matches for that show. Uh, but yeah, that there's there's a moment when uh, the acclaimed and FTR kind of have a like a bit of a stare down friendly, but kind of, again, teasing that down the line, we would mm. go to this match if they retain. We then go to a sit-down interview from like some podcast, some radio show where MJF 
is here cutting a promo to the camera to us. It was filmed, I think, earlier today, they said. Uh, and he's talking about uh, Flair, Hogan, Rock, Stone Cold. He says, they are generational talent just like myself. And all I need is the the long and fruitful title reign of the world championship to cement my legacy. And the only person in my way is you, Moxley. You piece of shit. <laughs> he says, you're no class and you weren't born to be champ, but I was. I was bred to be championship material. And I, when I win the title, I am going to bring pro wrestling back to the forefront the way it should be. And says, I'm the, I'm the link, the missing link to making wrestling the way it used to be. And ever since I got here, I've had the spotlight stolen from me. Whether it's my first big match, when everyone was talking about a neck tattoo. Or when I fought... Chris Jericho, multiple times he would steal the spotlight. Or like Blood and Guts, when, he, when, when I shoved him off the top, everyone didn't care about my face, they just cared about him falling off. Or what about the time there was a press conference when, when that happened? And just kind of mentioning all It was all kind of things. interesting because it, it was these things that both in... All, all the things he mentions were kind of like fuck-ups in a way. Um neck tattoo it's I, whether cody sees it as a fuck up or not but like yeah it was like whoa what the fuck is this neck tattoo um i think he mentioned matt hardy his match against sammy guevara when uh he fell and cracked his head he was like matt hardy falling back again right. another accident something that really shouldn't have happened and then blood and guts alluding to jericho falling on a mattress right is yeah. what i got from yeah. that and everyone yeah. being like well that looks shit yeah and it was a big moment for mgf but it's like ah that final bump that's what we week. remember yeah and and going to the press conference which is obviously <clears throat> the most famous latest i thought it was a kind of cool like blurring the lines of kayfabe he's and the best to do it shit that's been happening and it makes sense in a story but if you know everything kind of outside you you know it as well yeah. I, I thought it was it was good no, I uh, really, really like the the way he was kind of weaving in and out. Again, if you're not, if you don't know what he's talking about, then you just don't know what he's talking about. And he still sounds great. Uh, he then talks about in his neck of the woods, Newark. He's not going to be waiting for someone to to steal the spotlight. He says, "I'm going to grab it," and he says, "I'm going to beat you, John. I'm going to pull everything from inside me, and I don't need that diamond ring because this time the devil's going to get his due." Uh, fantastic promo as always yeah. broken record when this guy talks what i also like with this was it's kind of he is that sort of Miz character in a way but he makes it make way more sense than just be like i'm hollywood he's kind of saying like like i'll be the one to go to these interviews to do the tonight show to do all these flashy glamorous hollywood things but i've got the wrestling to back that up and I'm actually going to make wrestling as a thing a bigger deal with me being the champion. Yeah. Rather than Mox, who isn't really that guy. I think he's a great champion. But if you actually want to elevate AEW on a whole, like, entertainment mainstream level, is Mox the guy to do that? Probably not. Is an MJF? Yeah, you can totally see him in all those settings. So I thought it made that kind of almost tropey like Hollywood gimmick actually makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, which, which I loved. And like when we get Mox later, just the juxtaposition of those characters, I think is, is brilliant right now. And I'm so much more intrigued in this than I was their first match. 
a year and a bit ago. Yeah, I mean, every time this guy talks, he's the he's so good. Uh, like I said, you can understand some of the little things he says, but in, as a whole, he he's bringing up how he's going to bring class and and like be this next big generational thing. And I mean, this past year he's had has shown that uh he's saying like i'll be the next rock yeah like, i'm gonna be bi- he didn't even have to say i'm and i'm in a movie he's not gloating about it no. he's not getting the cheap heat whatsoever and but it's the yeah. same thing like rock and austin they were mainstream yeah and that's before they were doing movies and exactly thing, yeah but they were mainstream everyone knew who they are moxley isn't that guy like wrestling yeah. fans respect him and stuff but i don't think people outside of wrestling really know who john moxley is not yet. Yeah, but they will know MJ. But I don't think Mox wants that. Right. Which makes the story interesting. No, I really love this. It was weird that it wasn't like in the ring or just backstage. It was like on some podcast. It, it was selling the the injury. Sure. It's oh, right. Like, That's right. Yeah. I'm still at home. I'm not going to be touring when I'm nursing these injuries. Okay. So is this all just a big lie? He got attacked purposely so he didn't have to tour and then shows up healthy at the pay-per-view? It, it definitely, you definitely get that feeling with him not showing up. But I just think it's so. They did such a beatdown on him. It's it's not like the camera like backstage was them walking off and he's beaten up and right. you're assuming that's what happened. We saw them like fucking egos edge him on the floor and put him through tables, tables and, and stuff. stuff like that. It feels a bit Russo in a way if, if you they do that, do that swerve. But I I kind of feel it is going that way. Okay, so how about that? Uh, if it's not like that's how I'm kind of seeing it that it's all like so, sort of part of his game that he's lying and they're actually yeah they hurt him but it was all still just to make sure he's fine or whatever but the clear story is hey look I'm not he's the boy who cried wolf look I'm not lying I don't know these guys I, I'm mm. done with these guys I told them not to do this they attacked me they attacked you look I told you I, I'm not going to use these guys and I'm not going to use my ring I'm just going to fight you and then wouldn't you know it he uses the ring so the problem is is Mox isn't the character to buy all this shit. It's not like, imagine if this was happening kind of when him and Cody were friends. And like, it could be, if, if he was friends with Mox, this whole story would make more sense. Is, is he with them or against him? Mox doesn't give a shit. Right. He's just like, I don't care what's, he, he's like, I don't care what's going on. Like, I'm going to squeeze your head off and kill you. <laughs> um, so I don't know how it actually puts MJF in any better position either way the story without the kind of side stuff is good just the story yeah. like kind of how you no, said I, it. I'm, I'm interested the, like the, sure. the battle like how you keep saying like you're classless and I'm like the rich kind of that like that's already kind of the, where this story is the is going and the big celebrity style MJF is trying to go for here I really like this promo we then go from that to a video from Stokely walking around Baltimore here it it was wasn't this right in Baltimore in Bol- Boston aren't they? but this oh was, was this from last week I don't know no idea. I don't know. This one was a bit strange. Stokely's talking about the firm and how growing up with his friend MJF, it was we we always talked about the success, the girls, the money, and everything. But now you realize that you said you don't need me. Well, I don't need you, Max. I don't need you. So when the time is right, I'll see you in hell, Max. Uh, yeah, kind of weird. This kind of made me think more that it's a swerve because it felt so like. Like, well, I don't care about this story, like, right now. This isn't what you should be selling. I So I think this was there to make you think they're really against each other, to yeah. set you up for the swerve. 
this this gave me that more than the MJF promo because I'm like, do we need a Stokely promo? Like right. At, well, I mean, it, it was it was the promo and then goes into him coming out with Ethan Page right here. True. But, yeah. But yeah, no, I know it. I know it seemed what you a mean. bit over the top. Like, yeah. Again, me, which would make you know watching WWE for years, it, you go, oh, that's. That means they're actually on his side. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm brainwashed yeah. from wrestling, like <laughs> shitty like storylines. But hey, it still could go that route. But yeah. Uh, we go to Ethan Page. I like Stokely, but I can't say he's... And I, I think he's strong. He's very yeah. strong on the mic. I can't say he's connecting with me as much as I thought he would. Me too. Um, I don't know if it's because they're kind of putting him in a really quite big role right away rather than being more of a like a mouthpiece who grows into that role. It feels like he's come in and they're like, you're Paul Heyman. You're our Paul Heyman. Right, right. And I don't know if it feels... Whereas I enjoyed yeah. him being like, you know, with the creeds and kind of growing with them. and Yeah. But not like taking over the show. I, I, I love him. I loved his stuff before WWE. And then, of course, he was in NXT and he was given some really weird things that just felt kind of not really the same, but still managed to make things work mm. that we eventually were liking his stuff. And kept wondering and kept talking about, oh, if he was in AW, like he'd probably be one of the best talkers. And then he's come here and he's he talks fine. He's still one of the best talkers, but he hasn't had that like big standout moment or standout promo that that's kind of hit the way maybe yeah. we thought. I that don't he... think he's been bad at all. No, like, just no. something's not connecting, and I, I'm trying to like yeah. work out what that is. We kind of maybe just. You, you kind of, I think you kind of said it there. It's like he just came in as the manager, and what, did, what do we know about this guy? Oh, he's a good talker. Mm. That's pretty much what they told us. He was with the ba- oh, yeah. He was with so, the baddies for yeah. Recently, and, that and it's like, like, and then you also, yeah, maybe that's the issue here. They like, didn't ever write you, him off with you, them, really. You bring in this guy who's supposed to be the best promo. He's not a wrestler. He's a promo. And you put him with Jade, who's known for her promo more than her wrestling. And then you move him from that to... Working with MJF, who's also the MJF best promo. And Ethan Page, who can both Also best promo. promos. So it just doesn't For make sure. sense. You should be with, you know, Von Wagner or like someone who, who can't talk. Yeah. And like Parker, Boudreaux, whatever. Any 100%. Of these per- like, like just go having, with someone. Like literally doing the Paul Heyman bro. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, know, you just like, talk for someone who doesn't sure. talk? Is it's just so weird? You keep pairing him with people who talk and outshine him because, well, if they can talk, they can also fight. Why do we need this person? Yeah. No. I, Again, I, not I saying that, he's bad because no, he's, he's great. No, but that could be it. Like, I think that's it. And it's yeah. Put him with big cast. Unfortunately, that's like he's got the stink that you can't ever wipe off. Like for me, and I feel like if you just put him with someone who's maybe like newer, you know, a kind of maybe a pillar in AW kind of thing, then maybe it would it would kind yeah. of take off. But heel manager, he'll be still going for fantastic whoever he's with, but. I would say it's odd that... I also feel this is going to be one of those things where one day he'll just not be there. Like like Dan Lambert, like Jake Roberts. Like, You're like yeah, this is running They'll course. do really hot and then they don't really write it off or anything. Yeah. They're just like, hey, it's, he's gone. I feel like uh, if he's a talker for someone else, it would work for both parties like involved. Instead of pairing him with Ethan Page and MJF and Jade, it's like, uh, go with someone who's not so much a... A talker. I'm trying to think of yeah. someone who they even have, like, like I don't know, just again, no, like someone uh, coming like up, someone like a, someone coming up, yeah, a exactly, a bigger, be... a bigger, scarier, meaner guy for sure. We then go to Stokely with Ethan Page, and it's an eliminator match, meaning the winner of this advances 
to the Eliminator Tournament that the finals will take place at full gear. Ethan Page taking on Eddie Kingston. Eddie gets a huge ovation from the crowd. Uh, I swear I have not seen this man wrestle in forever. Uh, yeah, it's, since that. it's very odd. He's been on Dark. Yeah. He's been... He's been like backstage at Rampage, like yeah. in backstage segments. But yeah, they've called him off big time. Uh, Eddie hits a series of chops on Ethan Page, and then Page turns it around and starts putting the boots to Eddie here when we go into commercial. There's Eddie hitting uh, overhead exploders and then locks in the plum stretch early on, but the ref is distracted by Stokely. So Ethan taps, and Eddie thinks it's over, but the ref didn't see it. So Eddie, uh, Eddie gets beat down again by Ethan Page here. He goes for the hurricane, but it's missed and then hit by a huge pump kick for a near fall. And then when they're fighting up top, Ethan Page hits an avalanche, meaning off the top, Ego's edge, the Razor's edge, off the top on Eddie Kingston, getting the victory and advancing in the tournament. So Stokely's boy, Ethan Page, beats Eddie Kingston. Which, which hey, Ethan Page is is awesome, and I'm happily he's I'm happy that he's finally getting kind of some some shine and some TV time and stuff. But I would say it's just the thing that kind of puzzling me is the Eddie Kingston thing. Yeah, the it, reactions, the the fact that he's been over is he's just went from being a real big key player organically to just not. It's very odd because um, I mean he was in the position where this whole Jericho appreciation society <laughs> thing is his story and it's like Danielson and Claudio have just been like thanks mate we'll, we'll take it over from here <laughs> and it, it's very odd um, he because he was so hot and still is still gets a great reaction from this crowd and at one point he felt like lightning in a bottle I thought yeah um, and it's really been since that whole Sammy saga backstage where they've really called off on him yeah and they're trying to tell this like anger management story which just yeah it's there would be you look at this elimination uh eliminator tournament and you look at that a few months ago and you could go oh i can buy them building to eddie versus mox and winter is coming like the two best friends going at it eddie with all this steam but when they announce this match it's like oh well it's ethan page is in this mjf story it's gonna be ethan page they do an angle with Ricky Starks later, but I still feel that it's probably going to be Ricky yeah. Starks as well. And it looks like they're going for like, let's let's give something new a bit of a try, um, which I'm all for. But yeah, Eddie, what he's just floating about. Yeah, he should be a way bigger Probably won't spot. even be on the pay-per-view. No. It'll be in a pre-show really random weird. thing put together. I just think it's Very odd. Weird. Yeah, I just think it's odd. I mean, someone who came in and just took it and ran and just killed it and everything and, and got the, he he got the ovation that he got. Like, he did, he made that. Yeah, that yeah, 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 he got that himself. And to keep seeing that. Like, again, he comes out with a huge reaction. So Put, put on a good match as well. Like, uh, I, I really like kind of the the like closing stretch of this match where they're like ducking each other's kicks and there's Dr. Rukun and, yeah. uh, and that ego's edge was crazy. Page does have that kind of Ramon razor Ramon thing about him where you go, Oh, he's actually bigger than I think he is. And yeah. does quite a few like actual big man moves. I like him a lot and I'm kind of glad they're kind of giving him a bit of steam right now, but it is puzzling the whole Eddie thing. 
Yeah, I feel like Eddie could be in a whole other feud with someone and be a big major key. Like a year ago, it was Eddie CM Punk. Yeah. As one of the big feuds. And that match, fucking awesome. Eddie Jericho, another pay-per-view banger. Like, it's just really weird. He's going to be probably that, not even that on That was the... full gear, wasn't it, last year? Yeah, Eddie I think Punk. so. Yeah. When Eddie warned us. Yeah. But <laughs> <about> CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. I've rewatched those promos back. It's very interesting. Oh, they've all, all warned us. Yeah. Uh, well, Eddie lost, and uh, Ego is going to the, the the finals of this tournament, so he'll face the winner of the other match. But we go to Renee backstage with the Dark Order, and uh, maybe that's another thing. Tony's like, just like fuck, you, piss off, Punk Eddie. You were the first one. You did it. It's all you your fault, Eddie. This. Everything was fine until you said something, Eddie. And then you got in Hangman's ear, and <laughs> Hangman said something. Then you got in WH's ear, and the WH said something, and yeah. it all fizzled up. No, yeah. don't blame, don't drag Eddie into this. Eddie was, it's not Eddie's fault. <laughs> don't blame Eddie. I, I still see, I still see them turning around for Eddie, but I'm just puzzled that you have a star who's over. Yeah. Why not yeah. use it? You're, I, I, I feel that's a big thing with this company at the moment, is there's a lot of really great people, and I don't know if you're doing the best, making the best use of them. You could say that like with a lot. Danielson. Danielson. Like this, this Danielson, what is it? The four-way, I'm sure will be a fantastic match. But yeah. really, is that the best use of a Danielson yeah. right now? Especially when you've just lost a, a CM Punk, when your Omegas have been off TV, yeah. when Hangman's injured. Really sticking him in a four-way with Sammy Guevara and weird. Claudio. And like, I'm sure it'll be a great match, but just weird. We weird go, use. yeah, well, backstage, the Dark Order, There, remember them? They're hanging around, and in comes Andrade and Jose. Oh, wait, sorry. Andrade's not there, meaning Roosh is now Andrade. Roosh is Andra- Andrade. What's going on here? All of a sudden, the business... But they, they haven't told us anything. No! So, like, all of a sudden, Roosh is like, yeah, so anyways, the Andrade family Andrade's office... Andrade's not being mentioned Bro, all. you're not even on TV, so what is, what is this? Yeah, so bizarre, and just... I could care. Scrap this right away. If the dude's not here, just have Roosh wrestle a match don't mention this andrade family well, just, office just just say so like stupid. just have roof say andrade's gone away on business and i'm taking over or something but it, it's Didn't it does do feel like you're watching and if you were super casual you'd be like wait wait where's the other guy that's not the guy that was that's doing, the guy that's, that's doing that where's the other guy, guy? But where is he? Like, <laughs> yeah really weird i just feel like like i'm not necessarily asking to be hand, hold my hand in in your programming in your television show, but you need to explain that some just this guy's not here. Yeah. Don't I just, feel like by the end of all this, it's just it's it's Jose is just going to be there forever, and he's just going to rotate. Why don't you just have? Isn't Roosh in this tournament? Like, just have Roosh go. Yo, uh, I'm going to fight in this tournament, and I'm going to win the title. I'm here. I don't. I'm not no, here. To- he he has a crush on Preston Vance. That's the whole <laughs> thing. Him, Jose, and Andrade. Yeah, just, I don't understand this. Sweet for Preston. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the best thing was John Silver calling him a roosh bag. Yeah. <laughs> which was pretty funny. But uh, So again, they're, they're kind of trying to court... Uh, Preston. Ten, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're... they're really he's, weird. Roosh is promising that when he wins this tournament and the title, he'll give ten a, a match because he's like, you're a, you, you look after yourself. You're a fine you're lad. A, you're a fine lad. <laughs> so they're still trying to like get him over... Kind of weird. Jose. It's really weird. I mean, remember Andrade kept trying to court this Darby? This thing would have gone from 
Vicky and Andrade to Chavo and Andrade to Jose with Andrade to Jose with Roosh Rick Flair to Jose there with 10 that's how it's going to end yeah 10 is playing Andrade <laughs> <laughs> yeah really weird uh, so yeah Roosh bag well we then go to alright was this Ari Davari yeah is this the trust buster this is the trust buster he's the one with the, the trust fund so we're money. It's just him and a butler, though. All his friends aren't there. Ah, they, they worked earlier. They, they were dark. all dark, weren't they? Right, right, they're, they're, they're showering. So Ari Davari says uh, he's got a TNT title match with Wardlow right now, but he's offering Wardlow the services of his butler to just hand over the title. And he says, you used to be a butler for MJF. Now you could have your own. Wardlow comes out. He's pretty pissed off by this. The match starts and he headbutts Ari Davari into the shadow realm, power bombs him four times, and foot on the chest. It's over. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't trust the trust busters. No, I. I mean, this was this was nothing, but it's all to really get Wardlow to come out there for the the next segment. Um, so I, I was fine with it. I thought the power bombs looked pretty. They looked it pretty still nasty. Works, yeah. The headbutt looked pretty crazy. After this, uh, out, Wardlow calls out Powerhouse Hobbs and says, look, uh, why don't you come face-to-face like a man if you want to challenge me? And, well, Hobbs comes out, and Hobbs is on the, the ramp staring down Wardlow. And Wardlow says, Hobbs, I'll give you a shot, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to take every title in AEW. I'm going to be every champion. Yeah, that's right. Samoa Joe, standing behind Wardlow, hears this and goes, oh, yeah, and turns on Wardlow, or at least I think so. The camera randomly cut to Hobbs. It was really weird because they actually had this shot great because yeah. they had the split screen with Hobbs on the ramp and Wardlow and Joe. So when Wardlow, like, you're watching Wardlow talking to Hobbs, but you're seeing Joe who's kind of like... Staring at him. Huh, really? Every championship? Um, so I, I thought that was shot great. And yeah. then as soon as he did the attack, they cut away. It was bizarre. Yeah, strange. So Joe attacks Wardlow, puts him in the coquina clutch and chokes him out. So uh, what this looks like to me, what we may have here is what we like to call maybe big lads wrestling at full gear. Maybe a triple threat, big sweetie men slapping meat TV unification match. I think so. There's There's way too many titles right now. And especially when you don't have a actual show for ring of honor do you really need what tv are the yeah. singles champions yeah in ring ring of honor let's get rid of this on title. AW. let's get rid of the tv title you can unify it with the tnt um i can see them doing the uh garcia jericho match to unify those titles so you just consolidate it to the the world title for roh yeah now. That makes if it's sense. not getting a tv deal anytime soon like, sure, have the ROH Championship, the ROH Women's Championship floating around. The rest we don't need to worry about for now. Yeah, uh, so I would imagine Full Gear is a triple threat kind of winner-take-all of these two TV, the TNT title and the ROH TV title. I think so. And I think it's also a good way to have Hobbs walk out as champion without pinning Wardlow. Okay. So, I, I mean, it's either Wardlow or Hobbs that would win this match, but... Yeah, you, you, you would think so. But I, I think this sounds this sounds pretty good. That could be all I, right. I think I think Joe needed something to what we were talking about him last week. It's yeah, like we so hasn't really done anything. Uh, done anything to excite us? I think this is good. Joe's a great heel. I think the angle is pretty fun. 
Um, and Hobbs has been on fire. I kind of like the stuff with um, Wardlow kind of giving Hobbs respect for coming out this time. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're a worthy challenger. Like, finally, someone stepped up. You're a bitch about it by attacking me last week. But, like, yeah, yeah. you're a guy. And I even that is kind of Joe being like, yo, what about me? <laughs> what about Joe? <laughs> what about me? What about Joe? I think those three could have a pretty sweet match. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued in this. I'm, I'm, I just like Hobbs. Reinforce the, the ring. You might need it. You know? I just like Hobbs' theme. So powerhouse. just want to hear it more often, meaning he should be champ. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We go to Jade and the baddies. Remember when Jade was the undefeated TBS champion? Yeah. She still is, but doesn't have her title. Weeks after weeks, she can't get it back from Nyla Rose, who's who's been holding it captive now. Jade and the baddies. Jade says, well, you know what, Nyla? You've been having open challenges with my title. doesn't matter. I'm going to show up on Rampage and kick your ass. So that's happening and this match is now at the pay-per-view so yes jade versus nyla yeah made official um i hate stealing titles gimmicks but sure like yeah i don't see nyla winning this yeah just another win for jade i think so too yeah we go to Britt baker coming down to the ring pretty big reaction she is wearing matt hardy pants that's yeah, the best way to describe she, she wore these last week, I think. V1 yeah. pants. Not even, just Matt Hardy, Hardy Boy's pants. Uh, and, uh, well, Tony Schiavone's in the ring and, and introduces a face-to-face conversation with Soraya, who comes out here. And, well, it is a face-to-face here. And, um, well, we have uh, Soraya start off by saying, everyone wants to know what I'm out here to say. 
and is wondering, am I cleared to wrestle? Am I this? Am I that? Well, I have to be honest. Unfortunately, for Brit, I am 100% cleared, and AEW is my house. Mm. This pisses off Brit, who grabs a mic and says, uh, there's nothing more fickle than AEW fans. Look at you cheering for her. She says, uh, pro wrestlers, or should I say superstars, think they can come here. This is the place that I built. She says, you come here and skip on in and call it your house. Well, I don't recall you laying a single brick. You left your house and just walked into mine. Well, sorry, honey, but we don't take walk-ins. So, bitch, make an appointment. Ooh. Love that line. Definitely. It's, I'm pretty impressed. It, I'm pretty surprised it's taken this long to have, like, a... Bitch? Well, no, like a dentist, like... Make an appointment? Yeah, Yeah, true, yeah. But it it was great. Yeah. Uh, Soraya says, oh, don't talk to me about walking into places. She says, the only reason you're a big deal is because you were given the opportunity by Tony Khan, and then you were just fed QT Marshall's trainees, and you are not a superstar. She says, you want to talk about wrestling? My whole life has been wrestling, 17 years she says, I've done everything. I fought and clawed. I even got hit by a car and wrestled on the same day because I love this business. While I was starting revolutions before it was a trend, you weren't, you weren't even thinking of being a wrestler yet. She says, I've done MSG, the O2, the Tokyo Dome, and now I'm in front of an ungrateful bitch. So she says that I've battled everything. I've been humiliated publicly. I've battled drug addictions publicly, but... Doesn't matter. My comeback story will be a success, and this will be your biggest match to face me. Uh, very strong promos from both of them. Uh, I thought, especially Soraya, she definitely needed to bring the the heat uh, coming into this. Unfortunately, kind of healing herself up here to the crowd. They kind of turned on her and were like, "Ooh, the things you're saying are a bit bit heelish." I, I found it a bit of a uh, a bit like. I was going back and forth with both of them, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. Um, to start with, Soraya, like, kind of... We've all sort of been like, okay, we, we know she's cleared. So it kind of felt this this reaction was, we're playing our part here. Like, everyone kind of knows. Whoa. It didn't... But she seemed genuinely emotional from it. I For think sure. I think the timing of the whole thing, they wanted to do something big at Grand Slam. So that was the time to debut. But it was so long before this full gear match that they're like okay we'll play it out in story is she is she not to like kill some weeks whereas really if if grand slam was like last week and then full gear is when it is you'd just do this as the the debut like have her show up and then the next night she comes out says this is my house Britt baker's like excuse me yeah and you do this segment but i kind of forgive all the previous weeks after this segment, because I thought both were phenomenal. Brit, Brit then calling her out. I love she called out the the audience and was like, you're fickle. Basically saying, you've all been moaning about how shit this story's been, how she's, is she cleared, is she not cleared? And you know she's cleared, and now she's saying it. And you're like, oh, yeah. That's what I got from that right. kind of fickle line, was calling out people like us. Yeah. Um, and then I thought she completely owned Soraya here until Soraya came back 
and bringing up all her her issues i thought she won the crowd back here and being like yes you've built this place but this place wouldn't even be a thing without people like her putting the women's division on the map i thought she made the most sense of that since she's been back and finally i'm like into this match because i've been saying for weeks it's like i should be into this match and i'm really not uh i thought both women absolutely killed it here and i loved seeing brit kind of it brit looked like oh shit what you're saying has some truth because right. she didn't I mean, she went to attack her after. Yeah, yeah. But she looked almost like a scolded school chop. Like, all right, yeah, you're right. Britt goes to attack her, like you said, but Soraya scouts it and hits her with the rampage. I guess they got to change the name of that move. What would they call it? The Soraya? The Soraya? They they have a show called Rampage. Sure, they can call it Rampage. The Rampage. Just without the eye. The Rampage, the Soraya, Slayer, the Slayer. I don't know. Rampage. I mean, Baby. just think, they didn't rename the Black Mass. They just called it a spinning back heel kick. So The Rampage. The, the hook yeah. leg DDT. Page Turner. DDT, isn't it? Whatever. It, Page Turner's the neck break one, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, brother's move. what is there, the, the... What's her submission called? The the Page Lock. The... <laughs> the Soraya Lock, so I don't know. PTO or something? I yeah, PTSD? PTS. PTSD. PTS. PTA meetings. Uh, no, I really love this segment. I actually, I I kind of wish they did this like last week, two weeks ago, because it would have just had people getting more hyped about it. And now it's obviously we're all we're all excited that Soraya is free from WWE and can wrestle, and it's her first match back. It's kind of like we were a year ago with CM Punk coming back and this whole thing. So it's kind of like this whole other deal. And she seems unlikable, and still did to me in this thing, but. I feel like that's okay, and that's just the way it is. And and Britt's a heel too, and people still cheer for her. I think so. they've got them both at a good level. Exactly. Where it's yeah. Like this is one of those matches you cheer who you want to cheer. Exactly. For. Yeah. Um, uh, pretty. And pretty I, good I think stuff. that's how this should be. Um, I'm I'm into it now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we then go to the factory. I guess they're pretty pissed off from hearing uh, Soraya's words talking about his trainees. Uh, the factory are with Cole Carter, and I was a little confused. So Cole Carter is two dimes, hmm. formally, and he's in the factory. But yeah. then he helped Team TNA last week by being fake Sting. Yeah, they paid him. So it was just a whole paid gig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we've seen this with MJF before him paying off people. So, so this is just yeah, they just paid him. So the, you see Sanjay and Jay Lethal handing over like an envelope of cash to QT, and he starts to count it. And Lethal's like, "No, no, no, no trust me, it's all Global there. Force Wrestling stacks. He's just <laughs> stacks. <Yeah>. Stacks. <laughs> He's on the other show. Stacks is on the other show. Don't get it confused here. This is two dimes, which uh, is probably what he got out of the cut from mm. uh, the Q, the mark yeah, QT, QT getting paid. <laughs> Uh, so they explain, like, don't worry, here it is. The best friends show up, and Danhausen's mad. He's talking some smack. And uh, Orange Cassidy shows up, and QT says, hey, how about you face, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Lee, Johnson? Lee Johnson? Orange accepts before the challenge is even fully laid out. Yeah, whatever. And uh, the match is set up here. Uh, and then it cuts to, uh, like, before, earlier today, but then it was the same shot. It was a really abrupt shot. Cut. Really weird cut. Strange. Yeah, really strange. Uh, it's basically the best friend saying, what up, scumbags? And Trent wants to fight Jay Lethal, so that match is happening next. They tricked us into watching another yeah, Jay Lethal match. Yeah, match did happen tonight, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, Trent comes out to a to a pop. Uh, he could be a bigger deal still, I think. 
Trent comes out. Uh, Lethal attacks him during his entrance, but eventually the match starts. Trent comes back, but then gets beat down again. There's a back suplex from Trent, kind of like the devil inside, where he lifts you and then hits you with the back suplex. Lethal kicks out, though. Lethal in control. Uh, when Chucky and Danhausen come ringside to, to cheer on their boy, uh, there's then um, Lethal like hitting Trent on the outside and starts doing the Ric Flair strut and woos. Um, and then uh, Lethal starts working the knee of Trent. Danhausen gets on the apron, but then Satnam Singh is there. And Danhausen gets pushed off and eventually leads to a dick punch from Danhausen to Sanjay. But this whole thing distracts Trent, who gets laid out with the Lethal injection. And Jay Lethal beats him. Uh, but I just want to know, what dirt does Jay Lethal have on Tony Khan that he just keeps showing up on Dynamite? <laughs> yeah, like, this was a perfectly fine match. It's I fine. have nothing to say about it. It was, it was there. It was fine. And it was completely serviceable. Um, yes, it was. It was, yeah, it was fine. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, he bought in Jeff, didn't he? <laughs> After this, <laughs> Team TNA with, uh, I guess that's what we're, I can call them, uh, with Satnam, I guess. Uh, Sanjay has the mic. He takes it away from Tony and says, I told you I was bringing in a friend, but you didn't expect it to be a Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett. Out comes the last outlaw who grabs the mic. He says he is the last outlaw and says that uh, he's here and he he's... He's taken over. He says he was the first one to sign Jay Lethal to a TV contract because he knew he oozed the mochismo. And then he says he's had wins over Flair and Sting, and he's even a Grand Slam champion in Ring of Honor. And then he says Sanjay Dutt, one of the smartest minds in wrestling. And then Satnam Singh, who is seven foot five, and says is a real monster, not like those fake monsters who wear red tight. Skinny jeans. Has five-star matches. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, he then says that in the Banana Nose Circus and then says that we're all one in a million. So don't wind me up, boy, as he talks to the, the camera guy who's trying to like count him out. So this is his new thing. It's not don't, don't wind piss me, up. me off. Don't wind, don't me, wind up. me up. Don't wind me up. <laughs> I didn't That's even realize. That's such a TNA thing as well. Yeah. It's don't piss me off, don't right? Wind he me says up. it like five times. Here. Don't grind my gears. <laughs> don't wind me up. Don't grate my cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you could have said grind my gears for full gear, but uh, yeah. So he then lays out a challenge to... Sting, Sting Darby, I guess, which we then find out later the match we thought we were getting to the second he popped up here. Sting and Darby versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett at full gear. So we, this, I think this is yours as well. First time I've ever seen Jeff Jarrett live. Yeah, I think I went to a TNA pay-per-view and he wasn't on the card. So, I mean, yeah. If this is like a two-week feud with this match i'm perfectly fine with yeah this. i think this yeah. sounds fun i thought he was actually pretty pretty good in rick flair's last match i thought i thought he was great yeah i kind of like this what is it the last, last outlaw, outlaw thing i like his theme i get to hear his theme line my word um if it continues after full gear yeah then, then, then we'll have words yeah. we'll have words but again uh like we say Carl Anderson's the luckiest man in wrestling. I think it's this guy. It's definitely this guy. <laughs> they, they, Within a week. He's been there a week and he's got like an actual Pay-per-view match. An actual job and a pay-per-view match. Booking live events. Eddie Kingston's like, yo, what the fuck? 
So far, they say it's just a tag team match. Does this still mean Sting can jump off something? Of course he's jumping off Excellent. something. All right. Make it no DQ, you cowards. Don't wind me up. <laughs> oh, no. I know the spot. What is it? We're getting the guitar to sit Sting and the no-sell. Yeah, the no-sell, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. That's going to be of wonderful. Of course. He's done it to Jared before. Come on. Yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, it might be match of the night. Make it no DQ, you cowards. Of course cowards. it's going to be no DQ. You better fucking make it. Uh, or Paul Turner's taking a bump. That's <laughs> <laughs> Whoever booked this match was taking a few bumps. <laughs> we go to Jungle Boy backstage with Renee. He's talking about how he's been a thorn in the side of Luchasaurus ever since Christian messed with him. So he says that on Rampage, he's calling them both out, Christian and Luchasaurus, for a challenge face-to-face. So it sounds uh, like... They are probably adding that match to the pay-per-view as well. A rematch between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I, I would think so. Do you see any sort of gimmick attached? Yeah. Something like, you, will you be my friend again if Inferno I beat you? Match. Inferno match. Because he's Lucha Dragon Kane. Yeah. What's his name? Luchasaurus. Dragonsaurus. Jurassic Kane- Man. Kanosaurus. What's his name? I don't know. Luchasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that'll happen on Rampage. We then go to John Moxley, the world champion. He comes out with William Regal. He cuts a great promo here to the crowd. He says, MJF, I was just like you. I wanted to be the tough guy. No, sorry. He's talking about William Regal, not MJF. William Regal says, I just wanted to be just like you. You were the toughest guy, and I wanted to do that. I picked a fight with everyone. Hell, I even tried to pick a fight with you, Regal, and you tortured me. But then when I got my hands on you the next time, boy, did I knock you out. You remember that knee? And Regal's like, yeah, I, I remember that knee. Was That was, uh, what, FCW or NXT? We've talked about it. It before. was, yeah, FCW, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he then talks about uh, that how finally when Regal came to AEW and joined the, and formed the Bullet Club, sorry, the Combat Club, uh, that that's when the real battle begins. And says, MJF, I've beaten you before, but what's different this time now? It's it's you think you're the, the 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 big shot. You think that because your mom buys your clothes for you at J.C. Penney and that you can talk the talk, well, that doesn't make you the devil. Trust me, I've met the devil. I've met many, and says that well, everything you've done up to this point was easy. So basically, kind of going back to talking about gr- making his way, grinding his way, fighting, scratching, clawing. Yeah, like we've if you've heard him talk in interviews or read his autobiography like he had a like rough upbringing yeah he's getting in scraps and stuff all the time mjf ain't that guy right like that's what he's saying like he's a great performer but i'm the real one you think you're the devil no i've seen like scary scary yeah scary people we reviewed a john moxley czw match where he literally got a power tool to the whole face and head so he has seen some some shit (laughs) could this be a sort of um I mean, I think he's somewhat had it already with uh, like the the chain match. Uh, sorry, the dog collar match. Yeah, but I think that's what they're going for. This is going to be like Bloody. MJF. You're going to bleed. You're going to yeah. It's going to be his like Tommy Dreamer Sandman moment. You know? Like, yeah, we'll see it. Okay. Yeah, no, I like the this clash of promos from both guys, and both are on top of their game. They are uh, really enjoyed this promo. He was he's basically talking, bigging up Regal, talking about some real stuff, bringing up the first match they had, and yeah. because I I wasn't really into that feud too much at the time, right? Or the match, it was fine. I'm way more into it this time. Hell yeah, for sure. We get a video here with a clock, a grandfather clock ticking, and we see pictures and photos of the elite. 
the Young Bucks, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. I swear there was Marty Jannetty in there. There was Marty Jannetty in there. Shout uh, out Marty there Jannetty. There was Cody was in there. Cody. Um, yeah, everyone mm-hmm. here. So this video showing the elite, but all now the gears of the clock are kind of full gear. Full gear. Full, like background. So are we to believe that the uh, the trios return, the elite return at full gear? Do you think they have them next week on Dynamite to get the match announced? Yeah. Or is it going to be... I took from this, it's like, no, they're appearing. Like, their return will be full gear. That's right. what I think. Either way, I, if you just... I mean, it's, it's pretty apparent that they'll show up at some point. Uh, selfishly, we're going, so I would like to see them wrestle live. Because yeah. it's been... We've been to too many damn AEW shows in the past few months with no elite... Uh, Excuse me, I want to see them wrestle. Have them open the show. Like, do a, not start with a match, start like NWO when they came into WWE. Have them start off the show with a bit of a promo and set up a a trios match for that night. Do an impromptu pay-per-view I mean, if you announce a match like them versus Death Triangle at the pay-per-view, that might help people decide, hey, I should buy this pay-per-view. I think they're doing, like, I feel like they're doing the punk thing where they're like, they're telling you they'll be there. Right, okay. Like hey, either dumb. way, they'll they, be there. There's pictures of the elite with, with gears in the background. Like, figure it out. You hear that? It's the battle cry. Mm. It's coming. Or maybe it's Wayward Sons. Yeah. <laughs> some Kansas? I hope so, yeah. Some I'll Kansas rock out. That'll be a banging theme for some wrestlers, and especially those guys. But yeah, I want to hear the battle cry at full gear. I'm excited for these guys to come back. We then go to our next match. Jamie Hayter with Britt Baker returning back to the ringside. Going up against Sky Blue. Uh, we have uh, Sky... There's a little promo from Brian as well, just before. Oh, right, yes. Talking about disrespect and How he says he doesn't like Sammy and all this stuff in his fucking blog. (laughs) We have Sky Blue versus Jamie Hayter. We had Sky Blue kind of getting the the best of Jamie and keeps getting some offense, but Jamie slugs her with some forearms. uh, And every time Sky Blue gets in the offense here, Jamie shuts her down. And then finally, Sky runs the ropes countering Jamie, but then Britt sweeps her leg, which then Jamie hits her with this huge backbreaker and, and just comes back in control here. Uh, eventually, we have Sky Blue coming back after commercial break, hitting a code red, which was pretty huge. I guess she should call it the code blue, uh, really, because that's her thing is she's blue. Mia Yim calls it that. The code she? blue. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't enough to put Jamie down, and then Jamie just picks her up, dodges something, and hits her with the... The what? The hater maker? It was a really maker. nice. It was like a, an electric chair into slipped into a wheelbarrow, countered and reversed into this. Yeah. yeah, rainmaker. I thought it was a really nice finish. Actually, looked great. And Jamie puts her away here. So Jamie looking strong for her match against Tony Storm at Full Gear, which should be great. Yeah, I I, I think you put the title on Jamie. Whoa, you mean the interim title? Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, I think Tony keeps it, but. Jamie will get some some crazy reactions. She's just been super over with the crowd, but uh, lo- love that finish here. Uh, Sky Blue, someone who's pretty good. She yeah, keeps getting this put. Is strong. Yeah, she's put in like obviously in these matches. I don't watch Dark and stuff like that, but I imagine like she's getting better and better. But yeah, uh, good showing. We then go to Brian Cage cutting a promo talking about Dante Martin and how he's going to face him on Rampage. How excited are you? Dante Martin versus Brian Cage. It could be all right. That would be pretty fun, actually, yeah, I think. one jumping yeah. around off the other one. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, right. Cage kind of matching him. Yeah. 
He could With do flippy shit. He can <laughs> do some flippy shit. I'll do a six thirty two. Yeah, I'll do a crossbody exactly. to the outside. Yeah, no, well. actually, that sounds pretty fun. We go to Alex Marvez. He's your favorite, right? Oh yeah. He's trying to get a word in with Ricky Starks, but Ricky has been attacked by Lance Archer, who just smashes him against like one of the like garage doors, and uh, says, "Hey, look, everybody dies." Yeah, Marvez is so awkward in this. <laughs> it's like it cuts to him, and he's like, "Wait, uh, let it's me like, take is you here." Oh, no, you won't believe what's happened. <laughs> it's like this second of him frozen. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, is this is this writing off Ricky or is it just putting him... Giving the heat. Giving him in that, like, real, like, beaten up underdog baby face who's fighting from Bunny. Yeah. Like, he's just going to come out with, with his head and still beat him. his ribs and still win. Yeah. Or are they... Is this writing him out of the tournament? Yeah. I can't see that. I can't see that, yeah. That would be kind of cheap, so... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Marvez is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> how, who does he know? How, how did he get here? I forget. Is it Jericho? He, uh, he's friend? got another job, hasn't it? He's yeah. been around for a long yeah. time. He's great. <laughs> Main event time. Two out of three falls. Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. It's his time to shine. Uh, Danielson, Sammy, this, they have announced a match for full gear. It's a four away for the ring of honor championship. Uh, Danielson, Claudio and Jericho. Oh, and Sammy Guevara for the ring of honor title. Yes. Very strange four way. But, uh, again, it could be an amazing match. It's kind of strange, but we have the two out of three falls between Danielson and Sammy here. Uh, we have Danielson just lighting up Sammy early on with a crazy series of chops. His chest is already red. There's a drop kick and kip up combo from Danielson and then goes to like Tope, but Ty on the outside just like blocks him. He goes ringside to chase Sammy, who then just belts a steel chair at Danielson's fucking head here. This, like, he launched it, and this is right by the crowd. crowd. Like, you could ease if this missed. <laughs> yeah, it looked really good. Uh, this busts Danielson open, but it causes the DQ for the first fall. So Danielson gets the first fall technically because of the DQ. But this is now Sammy smelling blood, just beating down on Danielson. He's, he's busted him open. He puts him in the ring and hits the go to hell, the kick to the knee to the it head. Looks great all the time. Yeah. I think it, every time he does it, he kind of nails a different part of the head. Yeah. Which makes it look, it, it, oh. It looks nasty. I don't know how you do this move, but it looks great. And Danielson just selling it like death. And Sammy pins him, so it's a fall a piece. I here. always quite enjoy the sacrificing a fall to yeah. get a fall thing, to like really get on top. Yeah. Well, the match continues now for the final fall. Sammy's just beating down on him here. Danielson comes back with a diving head, but miss. And then Sammy puts him in the label lock, like a cross face here, kind of teasing him. But Danielson gets out of it. As Sammy goes for the, like, the double jump cutter, he gets hit with a Busaiko knee in midair as they go to picture in picture. Uh, eventually, Bryce ejects Tay from ringside here. So it's just a one-on-one -on -one encounter. I guess Jericho is off for his 52nd birthday. Uh, pardoning up, possibly. Or, or is he on the Mars Singer? That, that's oh, thing possibly. Yeah, true. Yeah, Could be true. This giant flamingo. Uh, match continues here. Brian puts him in a tree of woe, and Sammy has nowhere to go and just starts eating these kicks from da from from Danielson here. Uh, eventually, there's a, a flying knee from Brian, but then Sammy hits a shooting star press to Brian onto the outside, which is pretty cool. Brian comes back with crazy kicks to the chest, lighting him up, and then a 
poison Rana for a near fall. Uh, Danielson hits the boost psycho knee, but then is then put into the walls of Jericho and the lion tamer from Sammy. There's craziness back and forth. The GTH is countered into another boost psycho knee. Uh, somehow he doesn't capitalize, so the match continues. He decides to do the, I'm going to kick your head. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to stomp him. Somehow Sammy counters some move. This is some Halloween Havoc 1997 Rey Mysterio type yeah, shit so here. Danielson has the double wrist lock for the, the stomps to the head, and he does that Ray like leap up onto the top rope into a moonsault into a DDT. It was crazy. Just insanity. Very, uh, yeah, very that Eddie Ray match for sure. Tony Schiavone called that match 25 years ago and was calling this one. And then when they hit that move, all the commentators were like, what the hell? Uh, somehow Danielson gets out of that. He counters the GTH again, hits Sammy with a series of elbows, puts him in the label lock. Sammy is struggling, crawling to get to the ropes. Danielson had enough of this, puts him in this like double arm trap, label lock, cattle mutilation type move. Sammy passes out instantly. The ref waves it off and Danielson beats Guevara. I, I thought this was a great match. I, I enjoyed their first one, but this was leagues ahead and i thought sammy guevara has had like like we, we've said like I, I said the other week i can't really get into him at the moment um because i just find him annoying i think everyone does and i think he's lost a lot of something but this match kind of reminds you how good he is and i love that i always love that you still suck chant after a cool move yeah. it's almost like Man, okay, that was good. That was good there. But we hate but you. We're, we're mad at you at the moment. We're yeah. mad at you, but that was good. Uh, I thought this was great and really uh, helped elevate Sammy Guevara and actually make him feel like he should be in this match. Um, I also, an issue sometimes with two out of three falls matches is it's like, how, how did you get those two falls so quickly? Yeah. Doing spots like this, it makes sense. Everything made sense. It didn't feel rushed that you're rushing through falls. But that third fall, I thought was really exciting. I, I thought this was a very strong main event. I thought it was a fantastic main event. Danielson, I mean, you can you can argue and be the, what did Britt call them? Fickle AEW fans saying they're not using Danielson properly. I still think they could be using him in a way bigger spot and, and using him to definitely gain a lot more the people. The problem is, I, I think it's great that he has these, uh, these matches on Rampage, well, Dynamites and yeah. Rampages, Against just like, yeah, Danielson, Sammy Guevara sounds great. But then when it comes to pay-per-view match, it's like, oh, but it's still kind of on that level. Yeah, where I'm like, why isn't he in the main event? It kind of yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, just, just exactly. my two cents. But then I'd say Danielson has had a crazy run of just amazing TV matches. For, for being here now over a year, he has just had like some crazy TV matches. Oh, yeah. I, I, re- I don't, I really love this match. Sammy's someone I love to hate. I've, kind of been a fan since the inner circle i know he gets his heat for reasons but i do think he's a phenomenal performer and yeah. uh matches like this remind me uh that and i think he's kind of got a little bit of everything i mean he's still a young kid but i i feel like in time there's definitely a big career for him but danielson for me is like it one of the best if not the best living breathing wrestlers and can have a great match with anyone yeah. i I really loved it. I think I still like the Garcia two out of three falls one that they did just a little bit higher than this one. But man, this was awesome. I agree, awesome. but I thought this was this was a, good, a man. Big step above their first match. Yeah. Like oh. Weeks ago. Oh, way better um, than that match for sure. This very was great. Strong. 
Really love it. Danielson main eventing. I can never get – he could wrestle anyone uh, and it would be good. I, I thought this was a much, much, much better show than last week's. Last week's was fun. It was crazy. It was wild, but none of the wrestling really hit for me. Yeah. And it was like, is this – is this wild in the right way? Like, is Jeff Jarrett really the right move right now? Et cetera, et cetera. Yes, always yes. Um, this week, I thought uh, I, I thought the wrestling was really strong. I I really loved the main event. I thought that Soraya Baker segment was excellent. The MJF Moxley promos were excellent. Um, I'm I'm into the Swervenel Glory stuff. Confused with Eddie. Confused with FTR. What you're doing with them? Um, but yeah, I, I was into this episode. I thought it was a, um, a step back in the right direction. Yeah, last week's was crazy. Last week's uh, probably one of my favorite dynamites just because it was so nuts. It in was the wrong way. Yeah, yeah like, in like the right sure. and wrong ways for sure. Like just wild. But this one had more of like the wrestling, more of a cohesive story to sell the pay per view that is in a week. The Joe so. Wardlow thing had my interest more yeah. than it has done in recent for sure. weeks. So. Really, really like the story. Like, the, the the point of AEW is always like, oh, well, they put on really good matches. They do need to do that, and they still continue to do that. Really would praise this main event as being one of the best TV matches this year. And they've had week week after week of matches like that. But they did a good job of selling me with the wrestlers talking. MJF cutting a promo. Mox cutting a promo. Soraya, Britt. Like, they did a good job of selling me on why these matches yeah. matter. And they're doing a good job on that. Because, I mean, Soraya, like, sold out the Tokyo Dome. So, so yeah, fact checking <laughs> this. My my ears perked up when she said that, and I just she said it, so I'm gonna believe her. It took me like five minutes, and then I just turned to you and I went, wait a second. She said she sold out the she not sold out, but she wrestled in the Tokyo Dome. I was like, huh, it's weird. I wonder what show. I mean, she she went to WWE when she was really young. So did she wrestle before? Did they wrestle there? Did doing some digging? Uh, I don't think she wrestled in the Tokyo Dome. She mentioned MSG, the O2, yeah. and the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Really, really bizarre. So maybe she should clarify on – maybe she was caught in the moment and just met Tokyo, not yeah. Tokyo Dome. She's wrestled in Tokyo. Maybe WWE's... she's going to wrestle in the Tokyo Dome. Whoa. In, in Shibata. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it, should, it, should, it shouldn't be – it should – Shouldn't be that well. Desperado in New Japan was calling out saying, "Why don't Why aren't we having like intergender matches?" I saw that. Yeah. So Despy versus Kyrie death match. We uh, do have the Mayu Kyrie match coming up. Soon, yeah, yeah, we? that should be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I thought that was weird that she said that, and then kind of looking at fact checking it. I, at least I couldn't find it, and then searching on Twitter, a lot of other people kind of kind of agree. Like, wait, did she? So maybe she'll maybe she'll clarify. There is a meme going around right now of LeBron James. Okay. He he did an interview like this week talking about uh, takeoff from the Migos, rest in yep. peace. And he was in an interview qu- quoted saying, "You know, back in 2010, I was listening to their tape and I was telling everyone like I knew it. These guys are gonna the best. They're gonna break out. They're gonna be huge." And then everyone's like, "Well, I, well, actually, their their first mixtape came out in 2011, LeBron. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> you're not really. So everyone's using memes like, oh." Uh, I, I knew about this way before. Like yeah. it's become a thing. So now it's gonna be Soraya. <laughs> I wrestled in the Tokyo though. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, I loved I like this episode. It got me hyped for full gear. Uh, I know we're going to the show, but I I'm not as hyped for it as a card as some of the past cards. Uh, I'd feel like this year when it comes to their pay per views, they're still not the strongest 
you know. I would say this one has been a better booked show, as in, like, the stories going into it. Sure. I feel the last few have been very... I mean, I mean, the last pay-per-view was literally the week of we had the confirmation of what the main event was. Right. I think they've done better this time around solidifying it. But, it, yeah, it's those, are we using the right pieces in the right way yeah. still? But I think they're still going to put on a cracking show. I, I would I would hope that they add the Elite, some sort of maybe trios match, the Death Triangle that gets them on the card as well. I would love to see that uh, take place. But... Uh, I feel like there's something with the teasing of the elite and all that stuff. Mm. They would have to be somewhat yeah. involved on that show. So, yeah, uh, I'm not saying I'm not hyped for the show. Just like this, the card is still pretty looking pretty good. Hater, Tony Storm, acclaimed, swerving our glory. Moxley, MJF is the main event. Like there's some good stuff. So can't wait. But uh, yeah, that's we're going to be on our, our Road to Newark, the many saints of Newark, mm. we shall be known as, as uh, we show up next week, not only to go to full gear, but the post-wrestling five-year anniversary oh, party. Yes. It's going to be insane. Join us there. It's going to be a great week. I'm very excited. It's going to be a fun week. We're going to be in New York. Let us know if we're in your hood. Let us, we're going to find all the uh, ice cream trucks that sell weed. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be a fun time. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, thanks you. Thanks to you people for listening to us. Again, follow all the socials for everything. And check out patreon.com slash up next. Five bucks North American tier gets you access to almost 500 podcasts at your fingertips. So go check it out. And hey, maybe, you know, I, I just can't. I love you guys, but I, free stuff is for me. Hit that, hit that subscribe. Hit that like. Write a nice review. All the little things help us out that way too. Tell a friend. Yes. Tell five. Your mom. Grandma. Tell your mom. Everyone. Yeah. Go like check it out. subscribe. Hell yeah. There we go. Thank you guys. We love you. I myself, Brain Harrington. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. Follow- not quite not quite verified yet, but uh one day official. Eight bucks? Have you heard about this official one now? What do you mean official? So they they've done this whole like you pay eight bucks to be verified. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? So anyone can be it now. But now like to be like what used to be verified is now official oh and it's God. a different kind of tick Aye which yeah. is still like if you get to that more celebrity <sighs> level so now anyone's just buying a blue tick right wow. but like this st- it's ridiculous i Jeez. don't get it wow so should we get so, so yeah we're getting verified all right you heard it here first we're gonna get verified uh, and final note, if you are going to the post wrestling thing we're gonna let some 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 knowledge drop about the future of the BDE and the future of up next and BD elite and all that stuff. So uh, more on that to come. No, we're not going anywhere. Just we're looking for fun things. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but you should go. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Did we get verified? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to do it now. <laughs> to be honest with you. Thanks guys. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And I love you. Oh, hoy. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping for. 
hard to recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag Program happening in your neighborhood today. From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited.